We are learning the Sikha and Chalak Chavdalet on Parshas Re'eh, the first Sikha on Parshas Re'eh. And the subject of the Sikha is a discussion regarding the prohibition in the Parsha of this week of offering karbonas, offering sacrifices any place outside the Beis HaMikdash. Once the Beis HaMikdash, once the Holy Temple in Jerusalem is, is built. And we are going to compare this temple the Beis HaMikdash, with the different sanctuaries that came before in connection with the law of when sacrifices were allowed to be brought up and what we call a bum in the Torah, meaning a personal altar, a personal platform that a person would erect to bring a carbon. So we begin the Sikha by speaking about the fact that there is an obligation to bring carbonos to offer sacrifices to Hashem, specifically in the Beis HaMikdash. And regarding the prohibitions of not of offering karbonos, offering sacrifices outside of the Beis Hamikdash, once it is built, is brought in the Mishnah and also in the Medrash. And there we have the different steps, the different periods when we were allowed to offer up sacrifices on a Bama and when we were not. And we will quote it here the way it's quoted in the Sikha. From the time that the Mishkan, the sanctuary, the tabernacle in the desert, in the Midbar, was set up, we were not allowed to bring any sacrifice on a Boma. When we arrived in Gilgal, when we entered the land, it became permitted to bring a carbon on the Boma. There was some kind of temporary Mishkan in Gilgal, but we were allowed to bring on a Boma as well. When we came to Shiloh, the Bomos were completely prohibited, and Shiloh was more of a permanent structure. It did not have a roof, but it was a house made of stone, and it was a place of Menucha, a place where Hashem chose to rest. And after Shiloh was destroyed, we came to Nov and to Givon, where a temporary sanctuary was set up, a temporary Mishkan. And then again, it became permissible to bring on a Bama as well. But once we reached Yerushalayim, we came to Yerushalayim, all sacrifices on Bomas were completely prohibited. And this was now their land, their heritage, and that is how it would remain for all time. As we can understand from the language the Mishnah uses, when it says that we came to Shiloh and the Bomas were prohibited, how was Shiloh different in the expressions of our sages? from the temporary mishkanos, the temporary sanctuaries that were set up in the other places before Shiloh was built, because Shiloh is called a bayis. It is called a house made of stone. It is something more permanent. It is definitely not temporary. And this, according to the psukim that we'll quote soon, was called a place of menucha, a place where Hashem chose to rest. And as the Rambam says, Shiloh is called a bias. So now we have to understand. There is a pasuk in the book of Shmuel where Hashem says, I have not yet sat in a home from the day I brought the Jewish people out of Egypt until today, and I just keep going, Ohel in a tent, in a tabernacle, and Mishkan in the sanctuary. So from this expression, we see that Shiloh is not called a house, but it is also called an ohel, a tent, or a mishkan. But we could answer this simply 
by saying that whether Shiloh was called a house or Shiloh was called an ohel, a tabernacle, a tent, something temporary, is relative to what we are discussing. If we're talking about the Mishkan, Ohel Moe, that was with the Jewish people and traveled with the Jewish people the 40 years in the Midbar, this Mishkan, then Shiloh, compared to that, is called a house. But if we're talking in reference to the actual Beis Hamikdash in Yerushalayim, then Shiloh is considered only to be a tabernacle, only to be an Ohel, only to be a tent. But, on the other hand, this particular law of the prohibition of Bamos, of a private altar set up anywhere, from here we see that once Shiloh was standing, you were not allowed to offer up Karbanos anywhere else. So in that connection, Shiloh is definitely called a house. And in the Torah, our parashat is also called Menucha, Hashem's resting place. So in order to understand this, we find a very interesting thing. In the Chumash, we find the same expression by Shiloh and by the Beis HaMikdash in Yerushalayim, because the Torah tells us in our parsha that the ultimate karbonos will be brought in the place Ashayifchar Hashem that Hashem chooses. And here the Medrash says, what is this place that Hashem chooses? Not that we build an altar on our own, but Hashem chooses. So the Medrash tells us, Zu Shiloh Ubeis Olamim. This refers both to Shiloh and to the Beis HaMikdash. And we don't find such an expression of something Hashem chose regarding the other Mishkanos that came before in the Midbar or in Gilgal when we entered the land or in Novan Givon in the years after Shiloh was destroyed. So now we can clearly understand the difference between the two. When we had the Mishkan in the Midbar, in the desert, so even though when the Mishkan in the desert was standing, we were not allowed to offer up Karbanos on Obama, Karbanos had to be brought up only in the Mishkan in the years in the Midbar, but we do not find the expression about the Mishkan in the Midbar that it's Makom Asher Yifchar Hashem, that this Mishkan was the place that Hashem chose. We don't have that expression because this was not a place that Hashem chose simply because this Mishkan did not stay in one place. It wandered with the Jewish people in the 38 years that they wandered in the Midbar. It went with them from journey to journey, being taken apart and put together again according to whatever was going on. So we can't say that in the years that the Jewish people conquered the land and split the land before they, they settled the land, uh, the same thing, we don't have there that situation. But in Shiloh, we do have the delineation that this is Makom. It is a place that Hashem chose. A place that Hashem chose, we learn in the, in the words of our sages, a makom kavua, it was an established place, it was some kind of permanent place, because we know that the Mishkan stood in Shiloh for 369 years. So we can't say that Shiloh uh, was there, of course, we were not able to offer up Karbanos anywhere else. And therefore, they set up over there, it was actually a house. It was made of stone, and it's called bias, because when we have the idea of bias, we know a sukkah is temporary. It's not a bias. It's not a house. A permanent dwelling place is called bias, and Shiloh is called bias. So now we're going to try to understand something else in order to really appreciate what is the difference between the Beis Hamikdash 
and the Mishkan of Shiloh. So we'll see. When we go back to what we started with in the Midrash, that when were we allowed to bring up Karbonos on Obama, when we entered the land, when we came to Gilgal, and also after Shiloh was destroyed, in the two places we learned about a Novi, Nov and Gilgal. And the Rambam explains it like this. The day that the Jewish people entered the land, the day they stopped traveling the way they did in the wilderness, in the desert, when they didn't have this, those laws of camping around the Mishkan and all the things that related to the setting up of the Mishkan in that time. But once they came into the land, then they no longer had that encampment. So the negative prohibition of not bringing up Karbonos in the Mishkan went away because we didn't have the same system. And it was permitted that if anybody wanted to bring a carbon on a bomb, on an altar that he would set up before the Mishkan was built, that would be allowed. Why would that be allowed? Because the conditions for not being allowed when the Mishkan was traveling with the Yidden, that had to do with the system of the Yidden in the Midbar, the way they camped and the way they lived. But once they entered the land, we did not have that anymore. However, the fact that uh, we could bring a carbon on Obama after the time of Shiloh, so how come? How come we could have it then? Shiloh was seemingly a permanent thing. So here we learn it from a Pasuk in our Parsha, which tells us that until we have come into Eretz Yisrael and settled there, these are the words of the Pasuk. You no longer would be able to offer up on sacrifices on Obama, you were allowed to do it till now. But kilobosem ad el because the times that you were allowed to do this, you have not yet come to the place. The menucha, menucha means the place Hashem chooses to rest in, and you have not yet come to your heritage. And here we learn in Chumash that when it says el menucha, you have not yet come to the my resting place. This refers to Shiloh. And Nachala, which means heritage, this refers to Yerushalayim. Why does the Pasuk have to say that? That you have not yet come to Shiloh and to Yerushalayim as two separate things. Shiloh was pretty substantial in the amount of time that it stood, and it was a house, and it was made of stone. And we learn in order to give us a space between one and the other. So between Shiloh, where we were not allowed to offer up on Obama, and Yerushalayim, from one on, we were never allowed to offer up a bum again. We have an opportunity, we have a leniency that we are allowed to bring it up uh, outside of those places. And now, when we look at these words, Litain Heter, to give permission between one and the other. So, we could think that maybe once it stood in Shiloh, we would no longer be allowed to offer up on Bumos. So here we come to learn that when we came to Shiloh, in general, the Indian of Bomos became bottle. It was nullified. And now we're learning that we have a heter between the others. And we understand this from the fact that after Shiloh was destroyed, after those 369 years, we were allowed to, uh, even though we had a Mishkan standing in Gilgal, in Givon and in Nov, we were allowed to bring on our own personal bamos, our own personal altars, even though there was a national 
uh, altar for everyone. And there was, of course, a distinction regarding what could be brought up in those mishkanos and less karbonos, only voluntary karbonos, were allowed to be offered up on the personal ones. So now, why should we say, why do our sages tell us that once we came to Shiloh, the bomos were bottled, we see that they were allowed afterwards. But now we see that she, what was special about Shiloh, Shiloh was the first time that there was a set place for the Jewish people to come and offer up their sacrifices, as the post-success, Hashem, the place that Hashem chose, and being that Hashem chose it, we no longer could bring up on Bamos. But being that it was destroyed, we learn from the Pasuk we quoted earlier that between Shiloh and the Beis Hamikdash, the situation was different. There was nothing that resembled a house, and they were allowed to bring it. Now we have to understand something else. Regarding Shiloh, we already said this, the Pasuk says, talking about Shiloh, the place that Hashem chose. So why do we say that it was specifically the Beis Hamikdash that would be built, the proper temple that would be built in Yerushalayim? Why is that called Beis Habchira, the house of choice? If the Beis Hamikdash is the house of choice, because the Pasuk calls it Beis Habchira, so how is that different from Shiloh, about which it also says that this is the place that Hashem chose? So we have to say very simply that being that Shiloh is called the place that Hashem chose, there is a difference in the choosing between Shiloh and Yerushalayim. It's true that both places were chosen by Hashem, but what we're going to learn in the rest of the Sikha is how is the choosing different, how is what is chosen different, even though both are things Hashem chose, and how does this affect the laws regarding the bringing of the karbonos. So we're going to go back. Early on in our parsha, we learn that we are not allowed to follow the ways of the people of Eretz Yisrael, and we're not allowed to serve their idols, and we're not allowed to do what they do to our God. And here we learn, as Rashi says, we're not allowed to offer up sacrifices to Hashem in any place we choose. What are we allowed to do? We already mentioned this in the beginning. You can only go to the place that Hashem, your God, chose. Leshichno to the place where He rests. You could come and look for Him. And you should come there. And you should bring your sacrifices there. So this is a pasuk in our parsha that tells us that once we have the place Hashem chose to rest. We must come and bring our sacrifices only there. This is followed by another puzzle which says, and you will cross the Jordan River, you will cross the Yardane, and Hashem will make sure that you rest from your enemies and you settle down. And there will be a place that Hashem will choose this particular place, to have his name rest there, Shama Taviyu, there you should bring everything that I command you. So it seems as these two psukim are similar. However, we learn, and Rashi brings this in Chumash, that the first pasuk, which says you have to go to the place Hashem chooses, is Shiloh. 
And the second one is Yerushalayim. So what do we see? We see the following difference. In the first pasuk we quoted, what is the emphasis on? The emphasis is on the fact, on the people. The people have an obligation. Their sacrifices, their offerings must be brought to Shiloh. So this first pasuk speaks that regarding Shiloh, we have incumbent upon us to go to that place that Hashem chooses at that time to offer up our karbonos. In the second posuk, the posuk emphasizes not the fact that the person needs a place to bring a carbon, and now there are no more bomos, so he has to come to bring the carbon there, but rather the emphasis on the fact that Hashem chose a place, and that's the place where you have to go. Not so much that you need a place to go to, so you'll go to Shiloh. So let's try to figure out what the basic general difference is between these two psukim. In the first pasuk, notice the pasuk begins with a prohibition, with something we're not allowed to do. It follows from the previous verses, which says that all the things that the nations of the land did regarding their service of their idols and everything related to that, don't do similar things regarding your God, which Rashi says means, don't bring sacrifices any place you want. And as a continuation of that, and as a result of that, we, as a result of this prohibition, we have a positive command. But you should come to the place that Hashem chooses. In other words, this special place that Hashem chose that's emphasized in this first puzzle is really emphasized that we're not allowed to offer up sacrifices anywhere. That's really what the subject is. However, there is an exception, and the exception is limited to one place, and this one place was separated, was made distinct by Hashem from all other places to bring karbonos. So, as we said before, we see it very clearly here. But in the other pasuk, the other pasuk does not begin with a negative command. The other pasuk begins with something positive, that the place that Hashem chooses to have his name rest, that is where you should bring the karbonos. In other words, that shama taviyu, you have to go there because this is the place that Hashem chose. Not so much that you need a place to bring sacrifices because you have to bring sacrifices so you're going to go here because you're not allowed to go anywhere else once we have that house but rather Hashem chose a place and everything related to it has to do with what Hashem chose it's not coming to make positive something negative but it's coming to state something positive to begin with so from here we understand that it's true indeed that by Shiloh Hashem chose it but the very theme of the choosing is expresses a very basic difference between Shiloh and Yerushalayim. And what is this difference? So now we're going to learn very clearly what it is, and it will be very understandable. When it came to Shiloh, Hashem chose the place, as we said before, only as a result, only as a an outcome, a consequence of the fact 
that we're not allowed to bring sacrifices to Hashem anywhere we want. So if we bring sacrifices, where are we supposed to bring them? So obviously there has to be a special place, and this special place is Shiloh. So Shiloh became a special place because we need a place to bring carbonos. We're not allowed to bring them anywhere else once Shiloh is standing. But when it comes to Yerushalayim, so what's Yerushalayim? What's Jerusalem? Yerushalayim is the place that Hashem chose, not a place that Hashem chose for a reason, that we needed a place to bring carbonos, and therefore Hashem chose it. But Hashem chose Shiloh, sorry, Hashem chose Yerushalayim as the place where he will rest his Shechina. He wants to dwell in this place. So automatically, this becomes the place where we bring carbonos as well. Not because we need a place for carbonos, but Hashem needs a place for his Shechina. And therefore, when we bring carbonos over, at that time, once Yerushalayim, the standing of the base Amikdash is built, it has to be built there. Or in other words, Hashem chose Shiloh because of Yidin. Yidin needed a place in which to bring carbonos, a special place. And they can't bring it anywhere the way it was before. But the, cho- the choice of Yerushalayim is because Hashem needed a place. Hashem wanted it. And he chose this place for himself to rest. As we say, we all know these words in Tilim that it says, This place, Yerushalayim, where the base Hamikdash is, this is my resting place forever and ever. Now, that we understand this difference between choosing Shiloh as a place for offering Karbanos or Yerushalayim, we have a difference regarding the thing that is chosen. What is chosen? Regarding the choice of Shiloh, it is because it's supposed to be a place specifically for bringing Karbanos. So we are told that this is what Hashem chose, and this is the place where we bring the carbonos. This place, Shiloh, it doesn't talk so much about the house that's built there. It talks about the place. There's a place called Shiloh, and that's where we bring carbonos. But when we talk about Yerushalayim, it's a very essential choice. It has no kind of lineation or delineation or limitation regarding what it is that is being chosen. Hashem chose Yerushalayim. It includes the place and it includes the structure, the house, the temple, the Beis Hamikdash that will be on that place. Because this is a place that Hashem chose for his Shechina to rest, Adeyat forever and ever. So whatever is in this place is the place where the Shechina will dwell. So it's both the house that's built on that place and the place itself, or rather the place itself and the house that will be built on it and anything that has to do with that. And now we can go back and look at the two psukim we explained before from which we learned all of this out. And we'll see the differences in the words again, but now we'll emphasize them in a different way. Regarding Shiloh, the Pesach says, this is the place that Hashem chose, Hashem will choose to put his name there. 
So that becomes the place for Karbanos. But regarding Yerushalayim, the wording of the Pesach is different. Asher, the place, Asher Yifchar Hashem Elokecha Bo, the place that Hashem will choose to dwell in. It's the place that Hashem chose it, Bo, this particular place. In it, he will put his Shechina. By Shila, we don't have the word Bo in it. It's only a place where Hashem will put his name for whatever time it will last. But when it comes to Yerushalayim, Hashem chose, Bo means in it. It's essentially connected to Hashem. This place and the house in it are essentially connected to Hashem. So now we're going to discuss one more subject that will clarify for us mm-hmm. something very interesting regarding the bringing of the Karbanos in the Beis Hamikdash. The laws that talk about the building of the Beis Hamikdash in the Rambam, in the Rambam's work of Halach and the Atachazaka, are called Hilchos Beis Hapchira, the laws of the house of choice. Emphasizing what? We don't even call it the laws of the Beis Hamikdash. We call it the house that Hashem chose. So this emphasizes that the Beis Hamikdash, which is a house meant to last forever and ever, is really Bechiras HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's the place that Hashem chose. His choice on all levels throughout consistently. And this expresses the fact that this Beis Hamikdash is a base hapchira and the laws of its building, which is something that we learned. The Rebbe asked us to learn these laws, especially in the three weeks and in the nine days. We call them Hilchas Beis Hapchira, emphasizing back and forth all throughout that this is the place that Hashem chose. He just wanted a place, and this is the place. And based on all this, we could explain the following words that the Rambam brings in Hilchos Beis Habchira, and this is what he says in the beginning, in the third halacha, Kevan Shenivne HaMikdosh B'Yerushalayim, being that the Mikdosh in Yerushalayim was built, Nestru HaMekomos Kulam Livnosbem Ba'is LaHashem V'cholu. All other places now are bound by the prohibition that they cannot ever be have built on them a place on which we build a house for Hashem. Why? Because the main accomplishment of the Beis HaMikdash is for the main uh, goal, the main essence of the Beis HaMikdash is that Hashem chose it. So why doesn't the Rambam use the words that we just quoted and instead of saying Kevan Shenivne Beis HaMikdash, being that the Beis HaMikdash was built in Yerushalayim, all other places, we may not offer up any karbanos there. Why doesn't he say, Why doesn't he say, being that the house, Hashem's house forever, was chosen? Why does he, why does he use the word nivna, built, rather than the word nifchar, chosen, chosen? And in the Medrash, indeed, it says the following, It uses the word chosen before Yerushalayim was chosen, or or the Beis Hamikdash was chosen, but the Rambam changes that Lashon of the Medrash that came before and specifically says, 
Being that the base Hamikdash was built, we cannot bring Karbonos anywhere else. And now we're going to answer the question that there are two details, two elements in the choosing of the Mikdash in Yerushalayim, and each one is relevant in this particular time. The choosing of the place for the Mikdash, which is Har Moria, as we all know, this happened a long time ago. This actually happened in the time of the Avos, of our patriarchs, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. And therefore, we learned that this was the place when Avram built an altar to bring a carbon to Hashem. He built it in that place. And this is where Yitzchak was brought up to be bound in the story of Akedas Yitzchak. And this is the place where Noah brought sacrifices. And the Rambam elaborates on all the history, on the history of this place of Haramoria where the Beis HaMikdash would be standing. And the choosing of the actual Beis HaMikdash, when did that take place? That take, took place in Nivna HaMikdash B'Yerushalayim. That took place when we came into the land and we finally settled it. And after all the things that had to happen before the Beis HaMikdash would be built, we learned that we had to fight a war with Amalek. We learned uh, different things that had to happen before we could build the Beis HaMikdash. So we had to have a king, etc. So there was a second stage. There was choosing the place, Harhamoria, and then actually building the Beis HaMikdash. And once the Beis HaMikdash was actually built on the place that Hashem chose, then the Shleimus Habchira, the perfecting of this choice or the completion of this choice took place. And that's why at that point, never again could we have any other place in which to build a house for Hashem because the house, the ultimate house for Hashem was meant to be in Yerushalayim, in the place that Hashem chose way back in the beginning where we learn about Har HaMoria. And now we also understand why the Rambam brings uh, certain proofs from certain psukim when he talks about the place and the Beis HaMikdash, that this is the place. One of them is from Novi, quoted in Divrei Hayomim, that David said, King David said, Zehu Beis Hashem Elohim. This is the house of God. And this is the altar for the sacrifices of the Jewish people. What does this show? That the choosing of this place is not only the place where the Beis HaMikdosh would stand, but also the actual Beis HaMikdosh, where we would bring the Karbonos. Another Pasuk, Zos Menuchasi Ad. Hashem says, Zos, this is my resting place forever and ever. And in the second Pasuk that we just quoted, we could understand why the choice is not only in the place, but also in the house, also in the actual structure of the temple, the Beis HaMikdash, because Hashem chose this place, not because uh, he needed a place for us to bring karbanos, but Zos Menuchasi Adeyad. This is the place where Hashem wants to rest forever and ever. So if this is the place, then certainly the house that will be built on it is also going to be the house in the place, and that's why we bring the karbanos there. And in conclusion, the Rebbe notes the following very interesting point. So now we could understand 
that which we started with, with the psukim earlier on in our parsha, that when we speak about Shiloh, it says, Vayhevesem Shoma. There in Shiloh, you will have to bring your sacrifices. The Torah begins with the obligation of the person of the Yid. And you have to bring karbonos. And therefore, where will you bring it? You will bring it there. That's what Hashem wants. But by Yerushalayim, it doesn't say that. It begins by saying, Shama, there, that's the place where you will bring the karbonos. And that's the place that Hashem chose that he will rest. And therefore, that's where you'll go. Because this is where he chooses to rest. Not because we need a place for you to bring karbonos. The obligation to bring karbonos in Shiloh at the time that Shiloh was standing, in other words, is what we call chiyuv gavra. It's an obligation on the subject, on the person. A person has to bring a karbon, mitzvah in the Torah, and therefore he has to have a place to bring it to. So now we know that once we have a special place, we can't bring it anywhere else. So Hashem shows Shiloh as a place. And therefore we cannot bring it anywhere else but when it comes to Yerushalayim Yerushalayim was chosen not because we need a place for karbonos but essentially that is what Hashem wants so here already it's relating more to the object to the Beis Hamikdash to Yerushalayim than to the people and their need to bring a carbon Beis Habchira the house of choice and therefore we have to say that the mitzvah of bringing karbonos there is lahatrif kol karbonos bebeis habchira is not only because we have mitzvahs of karbonos, but because this is what the place demands. There is a place, and on this place there is a house, and this is what Hashem wants, and Hashem through this place wants we should have karbonos. And now we could understand, this is the end of our sicha, when the Rambam says in the Yad HaChazoka, when we talk about the laws of karbonos, by the mitzvah bringing karbonos in the base habchira, in the house of choice. So the Rambam starts those halachos not with the fact that it's a positive mitzvah, mitzvah saseh, that it's a positive mitzvah to offer up all sacrifices in the base habchira in Hashem's house of choice in the base hamikdash. The Rambam doesn't talk about the laws of karbonos like that when he starts speaking about them. Rather, he says, not that people have a mitzvah to bring the carbon, but these are his words. Kol ha-karbonos kulav. It's about the carbonos. All carbonos, every single one of them, mitzvah saseh. There's a positive mitzvah to offer them up in the Beis HaPchira, in the Beis HaMikdash, which is the place that Hashem chose. And this obligation is specifically there. Not that there is a condition that a person has to bring it, and therefore he needs a place, but this is a place that requires karbonos. And we can say, the Rebbe says, that this is for the above-mentioned reason, because there is a house, a house, a permanent dwelling that Hashem chose, and it's a place for Shekhinah. And because there is a house with a place for Shekhinah and the place that Hashem chose, it brings an obligation from this place that we should bring karbonos. So we bring the karbonos there because this is the place that Hashem wants and chose to rest. And therefore, part of that requires that karbonos come there. So therefore, we have a mitzvah to bring karbonos. May we merit 
that very soon we will actually be able to bring Karbanos in the Beis Hamikdash and saw, see all of this illuminated with our eyes and illuminate our daily lives like that. Thank you.